We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I have in the studio with me today an amazing guest and who's going to be sharing some great value with us today. And if you've been following me on social media, you've seen us have a, a recent conversation where Raj just laid out some powerful tools for us on LinkedIn. And if you haven't been following me, go out to Roger's uh, LinkedIn profile or mine, follow us, and you'll be able to see that interview. But today, Roger's going to introduce himself to those of you who possibly may not be following him and don't know him. And we're going to just dive off in today's topic. So get something to write with, get something to write on, and let's get ready to learn some great tools to put in our toolbox. Raj, how are you today? I am doing good. How about you? doing great. I'm doing great. See this big smile on my face. I'm excited. Learned some great stuff in our pre-interview conversation, but <laughs> well, we may get to talk about that today. We might not, but hey, it's a good day. How about you? Yeah. First of all, living in Chicago, I think, you know, during the fall, you don't expect that many warm weather forecasts, but things have been good so far. It's been sun is shining and it's a uh, nice fall weather. You see the color of the leaves change and that's the best part, which I like. So things have been awesome. And as I was telling you <laughs> before our interview, I've, I've been also taking care of my kid who's sick. But overall, things have been good so far. That's great. That's great. And so I know dealing with you living in the windy city, and it's called that for a reason. So enjoy every great day. <laughs> because winter do, is... Do you want to hear a fun fact from... 
the nerd. So yeah. Chicago is called Windy City, not actually because of the wind. Funny story. Okay. It's called Windy City because it had a bunch of windbags and and people, you know, foolish people. And then it got the term Windy City. But you can also use it synonymously with the wind because literally in downtown where you have high buildings, it, it builds up a whole tunnel of this uh, horizontal wind which comes and hits you. So, yes, I do agree with the Windy City because of the wind, because the wind factor is pretty high. But it, it is because Chicago had a bunch of windbags before the whole Chicago fire, and then uh, they had to rebuild the town. Awesome. So that is a great fun fact. Let me just be honest. I thought it had the name because the wind blows a lot. <laughs> See, folks, you have to start taking notes. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, start taking always. notes. <laughs> Guys, they know they have to have something to write with and to write on because you're going to leave with some nice tools and fun facts when you are listening to Laquita's Toolbox. So, hey, Brian, just for those who may not have seen us in some of our lives, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. So I'm a tech career strategist. So I help people specifically in the tech space to find a dream job and become successful leaders in industry. I've been in the tech space for over 15, I'm running on 16 years now, and I've helped over 50 plus clients to have positive career and life transformation. So that's what my main job is. Also, I do a lot of speaking. I speak at conferences. And as I was telling you, I did a couple of TEDx talks this year, which I was super excited about. I do that. And finally, I do a lot of writing. I'm a regular contributor for magazines like Entrepreneur addicted to success, career addict, and so on and so forth, because I love sharing my, my thoughts and knowledge via speaking and writing. But that's kind of the overall picture of what I do. But my main passion is helping people discover themselves and, you know, guide them in the right path by giving them actionable strategies. That's awesome. And that's that really who you are and what you do really falls into an alignment of the, the mission and vision for Laquita's Toolbox which is the thing that I really want people to walk away with after they listen to each episode are action items or tools, if you will, that can help them grow as entrepreneurs, as well as tools that help them in their personal growth and development. And that is one of your key focuses. So I'm excited about the tools that you're going to share with us today on how to uh, push through obstacles, especially in our journeys at to become successful entrepreneurs. Like there's no such thing as an entrepreneur journey that don't have a hiccup or a roadblock or whatever you right. want to call it. Stuff happens. Right, right. <laughs> Unexpected. So talk to us more about, you know, what did we do? How do we get past the obstacles that arise? So first things first, as you were mentioning, part of an entrepreneur's life is facing obstacles and you're always going to be hit by a curveball. So you already have to prepare yourself to be facing situations like this. So for example, in 2020, we COVID hit. Don't <laughs> expect that to come, right? right? And entrepreneurs were forced to think out of the box to see how to change their business model, right? Mm -hmm. For example, restaurants to, you know, fitness, like gyms, and they were forced to rethink what they're doing. So mm -hmm. one part of being an entrepreneur is to be aware that you're always going to be hit with obstacles. But the mm -hmm. key is how open-minded you are to pivot. Because pivoting, I think, is the most important thing for an entrepreneur. So, for example, in 2020, I thought that was going to be my year. I had eight keynotes booked, and I was super excited. I had 25 conferences, which I was going to speak at. I thought that was my year. Then COVID hit. Everything was like you and me talking right now. It didn't matter whether it was a keynote or, a, you know, a small talk. Everything was Zoom. And that experience, you know, impacting people on a larger scale by actually looking at them and speaking from a stage, I missed 
miss everything. So I could have been depressed or continue to be depressed and, you know, stressed. But what I did instead was, okay, first, of course, I went through the five stages of grief, but then <laughs> I was thinking, okay, one of my mission is to impact people on a large scale, what are the different ways I could do that? Because now the speaking circuit has closed for me, right? The schools mm -hmm. or the speaking channel. That's when I started writing down different other ways I could make an impact, right? Mm -hmm. I could, this is a actionable item for people who are watching and listening. Start continuously keep writing down different things you want to do, right? I have a notes on my notes app on my phone. Whenever I get ideas, I have different things I want to do in life as an entrepreneur. I constantly have this running list of ideas. So similarly, you could start writing down the list or you could use a notes app or Evernote, whatever that case may be. And then you could start figuring out patterns in terms of, okay, for example, in my case, speak close. So I thought, you know what? Other ways I could impact people is by giving webinars. Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing that I've been helping a lot. I was helping a lot of people via LinkedIn, people who got laid off, people who are stuck in their career. And then I got this idea of writing a book. I decided to write a book and then I started a group coaching program so mm -hmm. that it can impact people. So the reason I'm using these examples is when you hit obstacles, the first thing is you have to recognize it. You often hear, especially for men, people would say, just suck it up. I don't think that's the way you want to handle no, your emotions no. because <laughs> men also have feelings, but because of the stigma, they think they have to keep moving forward. No, you can actually feel it, feel it. However, you want to release steam. It could be crying, it could be whatever you do. And then figure out, okay, what are the different things I could do right now to impact people? And then choose the things which are easy to implement and then experiment with it. That's pretty much how you want to move forward and face obstacles. But the key is pivoting and being open minded. And being open-minded. That's awesome. That open-minded part, I think, is with my experience with dealing with clients and even, you know, people in my family. That seems to get people stuck the most because, and then it even hinders their creativity and other things. So if that's the obstacle that they need to overcome, what are some things that we can do to help that shift in our mindset? Like change is necessary. It needs to happen. It's got to happen. Be open-minded to different. Like how can we help people get to that place? Right. So here are some things which I personally have done and I did when COVID hit. First thing is, as humans, we always think about the next thing, the next thing, but we forget about our past and present accomplishments. We always are geared towards, you know, okay, what I didn't do, oh, what should I do next? But we don't take time to live in the present. So what I do is I have a sheet called the accomplishment sheet. So I keep a running list of things I've accomplished that year. Even if you need right now, if I move my camera, you'll see a whiteboard it's, and it's right on on my left side over here and it shows all my accomplishments for the year till now, right? So constantly reminding yourself mm. that you've done a lot of stuff. That is okay if you face obstacles, but look how much you've already done. So that is something which really, really will help to get you out of the rut because whenever you're at the lowest point, mm -hmm. you need something to get you up. And for me, the accomplishment sheet and accomplishment list is something I highly recommend entrepreneurs do because we often forget what we have already achieved. So for example, in 2020, 2020, I thought I was not making any progress, but then I decided to, decided to do the accomplishment sheet. And then by June, when I did this in June, 2020, I'd already appeared on like 25 podcasts. I've already given 10 podcasts and I had finished the initial draft of my book and then I started a group coaching program. So when I saw all these things, I said, holy crap, man, I've done a lot of things. And why am I hard on myself? Right. Why am I hard on myself? I know 
like people like you and me, you know, we are overachievers and we try to, you know, always keep going, but you really want to think through your accomplishment list. That's the number one thing, right? That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. And then the number thing to do to get out of the rut was is to come up with an action plan. So as we discussed, we already took notes of different things we wanted to do to make it back mm-hmm. and then have that running list and then come up with a strategy like a Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 strategy. So for example, in Q1, even before I started the year, I knew I was going to apply for becoming a speaker for TEDx Talks, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to start doing TV interviews and I knew I wanted to do podcast interviews. My goal was to be on 50 podcast interviews for the year. But then I split that into 25, 25, 25, 25, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And now for every quarter, I have to do 25 podcasts, for example. Now you split that into a weekly basis. So that means you need at least about five to six podcast interviews per week. See how you're making it more actionable. Yeah. Map your goals and split that into Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, because that gives you a clear idea of mm-hmm. what you need to do next. Having the clarity really helps. And the third thing I do is I take one week in December during Christmas time completely off. My whole calendar is blocked. No one can book me. I start doing a retrospection of, okay, what are the different things I set to do for the year and how much I've accomplished? Let's, you know, feel those energy, feel those positive things. Okay, what are the things I want to do in next year? I look into my running list of notes of ideas. And then I'll once I pick some of those ideas, then I'll come up with the strategy. So I do a whole strategy session, planning session, the previous year during usually end of December to plan the whole year. I don't do anything ad hoc. I set out to do, my goal was to do two TEDx talks and my goal was to do 50 podcast interviews. My goal was to do at least three TV interviews. So I've already done two TEDx talks. I've done 10 TV interviews and my podcast interviews are going right now. So the point is, once you have at least some clarity, I'm not saying you're going to achieve 100% of your goals, but at least you have a better chance of, you know, being successful. So just to sum it up, the first thing was the accomplishments sheet. The second thing was you have a list of ideas which you want to implement and then start strategizing it between Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And finally, take time to look into what you have done in the past year and let that drive your actions for the next year. So those are the three key things as an entrepreneur, I think everyone should be doing. That's amazing. I love your running list of accomplishments. You know, like earlier last week, because we only on Tuesday, right? Only on Tuesday. But um, last week, that was something that I really, really, really wanted to emphasize to myself as well as on social media, the necessities of celebrating our victories, no matter how big or how small. And to have that list so you can physically see it every day. I mean, the value that brings to you and your self-esteem, your self-confidence is amazing. And that's the kind of energy you want to show up with because that attracts what you want in your life, right? Like you have those things there and you are an amazing podcast guest host. You're an amazing speaker. You're um, all of these amazing things because you have that confidence. You can see that accomplishments and say, yep, you know what? I am a rock star. I still want to do these things, but I've done a lot. And so you don't fall into that trap of only looking at the things I hadn't done yet versus acknowledging the things that I have. Exactly. And by the way, people listening don't think I'm perfect in any way. (laughs) You work in progress because the way I speak, you may have a wrong impression that, man, this guy has got everything figured out now. The point is I put an effort to have a routine to have a strategy, but you're always going to have things which 
comes your way and you just have to, you know, go through the ebbs and flows of life and then don't fight it. Go through the motions because one of the biggest things I've learned from my personal experiences, if things do not happen, cribbing about it and then trying to just think about it is preventing you from doing other things, yeah. which has to be done. Yeah. I think you end up, you know, being stressed and you also end up not doing the things which has to be done. And for me, you mentioned something called celebrating your success. Yes. Uh, I think that's really key. I still find it hard to do that because uh, based on my childhood experience and the things I've gone through, mm -hmm. I was always this person who was kept thinking about, okay, what's the next thing? And then when I put so much effort to do something and the negative results, I didn't even take five minutes to to feel it. Mm -hmm. So now what I do is I force myself to sit in front of my desk when my book got an award and my book hit number five on the Amazon bestseller list. When I finished giving my TEDx talks, I forced myself on my chair to feel it. So yeah. it, it's so weird. Yeah. Currently in my wife says, man, you're really weird. You have to force yourself to celebrate success. Honey, you, when you keep doing it, you know, mm. it'll, it will eventually become a habit, but I really need to do this because that is one of my weaknesses. Not celebrating success. I tell my clients to celebrate success, but, and I have to, you know, practice what I preach. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it for, I think for a lot of people, it's something that you have to learn. Like growing up, humility was really, 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 really stressed. And so my personality takes things very literally. And so my biggest battle was, is that arrogance? Because I'm not arrogant. You know, like humility is where I'm supposed to be at. And realizing there is a really big difference between arrogance and confidence. And because I celebrate my victories does not make me arrogant. It just means I deserve that. I have a victory. I can be happy about it. I can celebrate it. Just like I celebrate my birthday, celebrate right. the children's birthday or anniversaries or whatnot. I can celebrate it and allow other people to celebrate me about it. It's 100% okay that, you know, we need that. And it's the fuel to help us get to that next, the next step to accomplish that next goal. There was another thing that you said there too, as well, that really began to hit home. It's how you, you took those, the list of the things that you want to do and how you can, you strategically broke them down. You wanted five, you know, 200. And so you broke them down quarterly and you broke them down weekly. And I think that's really key for those that are, that are li listening or hearing the replay especially for people who get overwhelmed by big tasks or what it seems like is huge. 200, that's a lot. I can't do that. Can you do a couple of weeks? You know, and get to that point, like put it into manageable pieces so that you can then more easily accomplish the goal. So that was, I love that. I love that. And, it's, and there's nothing wrong in thinking big. Yes, I said 100 podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've done about 45 till now. But the point is, still, it's better than not doing anything at all. At the end of the year, say I did only 70. You have two hours. One you could do is you could crib about, man, I did only 70. I haven't reached my goal of 100. Or you could say, holy crap, I've done 70 podcasts in yeah. which people don't even do in a lifetime. But I did what? that one year, right? So that's where our discussion about shifting your mindset mm -hmm. from a negative frame of mind to a positive frame of mind is really, really important. People keep talking about positive self-talk, positive self-talk. It's not woo-woo stuff. It is like based on science and research. Mm -hmm. It helps to get those neurons connected into the positive frame of thinking and then it really helps you to advance, right? In your yeah. careers and personal life as well. So that's why it's really important. And one more thing, which I remember based on our discussion was, uh, we talked about three things which you could do. The fourth thing, which is really important and which, which has been really helpful 
it could be helpful to your viewers and listeners would also be figuring out goals based on buckets. So mm. when I actually, I do a whole mind map of okay. different things I want to do under different buckets. So when I mean buckets, I have a family, health, career, personal, and wealth bucket. Family, health, career, personal, and wealth bucket. And okay. under each of these buckets, I started identifying different things I want to do. So for family, I would say, okay, I have to go once a week. I have to have date night with my wife. Okay. That could be a goal. I need to have two vacations with my family, two family vacations. That could be a goal, right? right. And then in your world, it could be, I want to invest more money or whatever that may be. So mm -hmm. once you have those goals, next you have to identify the tasks to accomplish those goals. So say I can going with the same example, say you want to go to go on two family vacations. So when are you going to do that? So you have to start identifying the tasks you need to do. So the different tasks could be, okay, figure out the different places I want to go and then see, see what type of vacation I want, like a hiking or, you know, beach vacation. Third thing is what is our budget? So there's so many different things you need to identify, right? Right. But when are you going to do it? So then you put those things in your calendar. My life runs on Google calendars. If there were a couple of instances where Google went down for, I think for uh, half an hour or so, and then my life stopped, literally my life stopped. So everything is on Google calendar. So it will tell you that, okay, this week I need to start looking at different vacation spots. The second week, I'll maybe there'll be tasks on my calendar, which says talk to your significant other about your research. The third thing could be hunt for different deals, the flight tickets, the fourth thing, th in the fourth week, then pull the trigger to, you know, select a destination. And then you could do that in Q1 and then you plan for the first half of family vacation. And then you'll repeat the same thing. So you start with the buckets, identify the goals, identify the task, map those tasks into your Google calendar. And every day take small, small steps towards that. And that's how I've achieved 90% of my goals in the past four years. Right. And people say, how do you perform at a really high level while you know, taking care of my kid and stuff. That is because I really have structure and strategy. I, by the time a year starts, I already have goals. I already have time blocks. That's what I call it. Time blocks, where right. one hour block chunk of time on my calendar. And so it's a constant reminder that I'm that time. I'm going to work on that one particular thing, which relates to my goals. And similarly for each and every goal for each and every bucket, my whole Google calendar is filled up. So that's why at any point of time, I know what I need to do. Because I think I was telling you in this uh, show, talking about this example in our LinkedIn live interview, I believe life is like a Netflix movie, right? So when you, most of the people, when they want, want to watch a Netflix movie, what they do is they'll go and start surfing for movies for 45 minutes. And by the time they pick a movie, it'll be, it will have been already one hour. And then after half an hour into the movie, you become tired and you'll say, you know what, I'm going to watch it later. And that experience is, you know, very stressful. Mm -hmm. Instead, what if you already know what movie you want to watch? Mm. And then just spend five minutes of time microwaving popcorn. And then you can actually watch the movie when you actually sit to watch the movie. The movie. That's yeah. what I'm talking about here, folks. I'm talking about structured, deep work, which means focusing on one particular task at that particular time and planning things in advance. If you follow the strategy, anyone can accomplish a majority of the goals. It's not rocket science. You just have to divide that into smaller, smaller, smaller pieces. And then if you do the work consistently over a period of time, then mm -hmm. you're going to start seeing results. So I think 
that's where people have to start first, even before talking about the first three strategies, which I actually discussed, because that is what is going to really help you focus on what you need to do in life. That's real good. And you're absolutely right, because it's until we get to the place where we're intentional about the things that we say that we want, then because what you're saying there is you're very intentional. I know the I've written down what I want to do. And where I've got to show up intentionally is mapping out a way to get that done. And because you're very self-aware, you're time blocking, you know, I function with time blocking. I can perform at a high level when I do that. Then you're able to sit that down on your calendar and to ensure that you accomplish the goals you need to accomplish in order to spend the time with the family, to, you know, to hit the family goals, the personal goals, hit your career, business goals. I want to do it. So you've become very intentional through your knowledge of yourself to make sure that happens. That's, that's, that's powerful. That is step number one, <laughs> for sure. And I think people go through seasons. I, everyone goes through seasons. Yeah. Okay. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you're, you're working for another company, there'll be certain months where your work will be, you know, your primary. It's like, I think each of these buckets are like, you know, f five glasses. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you have to see if you fill one glass full of water, then the other glass would be empty because you have only so much water to fill, which is your energy. So if you actually fill up the entire water on your work glass, mm -hmm. that means the other glasses are going to suffer. So how are you going to balance that? Two the seasons come in the picture. Maybe in Q1, your work will get, work glass will get all the water. And then in Q2, your family and the health may be getting all the water. There's a very random example which I just made up right now as I'm speaking. It's about, you have only so much amount of energy and where are you going to invest it in? And you have to realize that you go through seasons where in certain months, certain buckets will get higher priority than other buckets. So for example, in December, when it's snowing, if you want to plan a vacation, you know, in Chicago, it's going to be snowing there. So do you want to come here in summer or do you want to come during winter? Both are ama amazing, but <laughs> you're going to expect to come and wear shorts because you'll freeze to death. So is, you have to plan in advance, right? So I know I'm, I'm giving really simple, random examples, but I just want to put the point across to your listeners that yeah. advanced planning is the way to go and having clarity on what you really want to do. And also having a strong mission really helps as well. So for example, yes, I planned everything, but all of a sudden I get an opportunity to do something. Then you have to see whether it aligns with some of your goals, right? And you can put that through your checklist and see whether that is really something you want to do. Because that time you spend on one thing is the time you're not spending on another thing. Um, well, you have a deeper understanding of your core values, who I am, like your mission. I found that, and even I was, I was listening to a, a training uh, about a week or two ago, and it just, it, like, the simple things make so much sense, and it helps you in so many areas. A lot of times when we don't accomplish a goal or a task that we've set for ourselves, it's really because it wasn't really in alignment with our core values. And so because of the way that you've given us those five blocks, those five areas that we need to be doing that check on, this is what I want to do with my family. This is what I want to do with my business, so on and so forth. And I make those goals relevant to those areas because it aligns with who I am. This is Laquita. This is why I want to do it. It aligns with my mission, my vision. I will work hard at getting it done. I won't say random, but if it's just something that sounds good, it briefs well, yeah, it might make sense. I'm not going to do it. 
you could share it with your significant other or yeah. a trusted friend and ask for feedback. And you can, for example, family, if you have a family, you cannot just make decisions on yourself. You have to consult with another person. You cannot just say, okay, honey, we're going to go on a vacation right now. <laughs> Who the hell, you know, decided? Operate. I mean, somebody right. might operate like that, but. You know, some, some people Nobody, do. but. <laughs> there are going to be things which you w would have to share. And you mm -hmm. can get feedback on. You don't have to do it alone. Yes, right. an entrepreneur's life is a lonely world sometimes, but there are a lot of lonely people who could actually mingle together to actually share and get feedback. Yeah. That's what I tell folks that you always have the significant other or a trusted friend or a confidant who could actually, you know, help you with all your personal stuff. And if people have gone through the same journey, they could be your sounding board. So mm -hmm. you have to, you know, identify those folks and you can share those ideas because then they will know that, okay, when you're doing something, it's for a purpose. For example, mm -hmm. as I'm talking right now, my son is sick. He has high fever and a sore throat, but I'm doing this podcast because it aligns with my mission to impact people on a larger scale. My wife knows it. I could have canceled this podcast, but I, in advance, told her throughout the morning, I'm going to take care of him. And then just for this podcast episode, you know, I'm going to go show up, do what I have to do. And then... For the rest of the day, I can take care of the kid, right? So, but what I'm trying to say here is when you have a clear mission on what you want to do in life and share that feedback with your significant other, it really, really helps. It, it really helps to have, make the business like a joint venture, yes. right? Like yes. it's a family thing. So yes, you may just own the business. Like for example, I'm the face of the company. I run the company, but I cannot do it without the support of the other person, right? For example, if I take care of my kid between, I do take care of my kid between 4 to 8 p.m. spend time, right? But if I'm working during that time, then there's, there's some conflict there. Then my wife would have to do things like that, right? So mm -hmm. anyways, the moral of the story here is have the conversation with people, get the feedback, let people support you. Because when you have an accountability partner, research has found that you have 95% more chance, you have 95% more chances to succeed when you have an accountability partner than yeah. not having anyone to support you. So those are some things to ponder on. That's awesome, you know, and it's that, that piece about the, uh, communicating with your significant or those of you that are listening that, you know, you have partners, it makes a world of difference on so, so, so many levels because they are there for your support. But if we're not effectively communicating with them, how can they support you if they have no idea? <laughs> right, right. What you're doing, I have a high eye personality on the disc. I am all I not out of in between. My husband, however, is a CD, very much methodical and about systems. And so long story short, I took the time, my quiet time on Sunday, and I wrote out about four legal pad pages worth of things for 2022. And in order to do that, the way my current schedule is set up, it's effective, but it won't be that effective for 2022. Because of his personality, I know that he will sort me out. So I emailed it to him and asked him to sort me out. Of course, our two personalities conflict on how we do it. But at the end of the day, I know that he'll sort me out. Might not like the process, but he'll sort me out. If I didn't tell him that, how would he know? Exactly. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. I learned that the hard way when I started my business, you know, it was all, I thought it was all about me and I kept, you know, working odd hours. And then I could see that I wasn't spending much time with the family and my wife didn't know what I was doing. So then I realized that, okay, I need to communicate with my significant other because it's not just my time. It's a shared time. 
because yes. <laughs> I'm getting into the family time and working. And then that means someone has to take care of the kid. And, and you also want to be a family and spend some quality time. That, see, that's why I tell people that coaches are really good because I hire coach. I still have coach for different things I do. And th those are my accountability partners. Because when I started a business, I had a business coach. And then for writing a book, I had a writing coach. Then for giving TEDx talk, I had a speaking coach. So that's where, you know, even coaches have coaches. Coaches, yes. Oprah has a coach. It's coach. And then everyone has a coach, right? So that's why I'm not saying you have to hire a coach, but I'm just saying that you really need someone and like a third, a third person who doesn't have ties to you to motivate you because yeah. he or she doesn't care in terms of, in terms of your personal stuff. Yes, they do care to a certain extent, but their goal is to make you reach higher levels in terms of business or your speaking mm -hmm. based on what coach you hire. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what they're looking at. It's like a therapist, right? Yeah. The therapist is not connected to you, but it's like uh, he or she gives you an objective view of what you oh. could do. So that's why I would highly recommend investing in yourself, whatever that may be. It could be a course, it could be a coach, it could be finding a mentor, it could be your significant other. Those are some support systems, mm -hmm. which really, really helps entrepreneurs, especially when you're really low and, you know, confused, you need the support system to get you back up. Get you back up. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Of course, as a coach, that is absolutely in my free consultations when people talk and even whether it's through a podcast, social media, whatever, I highly encourage people to get a coach, whether they, they hire me as a coach or someone else, but you can't get to where you've never been. You can't do something you've never done. And that accountability partner, I mean, you can do it, but mapping out the road to get there is so much easier when right. you have someone that is holding you accountable that's helping you along that journey. I have a coach. I've had a coach for years, different coaches for different things, and they are really, really, really relevant. And if you're saying, okay, I, I, I understand that. I know that, you know, Roger says some really great things. If you, if you know that, but maybe the funds aren't available to hire the coach they want or what, whatever the case may be, there's so many other tools you can use. Podcasts, right. live streams, books if the particular coach you want and it's outside of your reach right now i'm sure they've written a book or two or three or four or right. an ebook or something but you've got to do something uh to help you on that journey until you can get to the place where you know i, I reached this milestone maybe now i can bring that coach on board instead of just having their books or whatnot but you we have to have those people that can hold us accountable and you're, you're saying, okay, I, I, that sounds good and I'm doing that, but I'm still struggling. He mentioned something really key, a mentor. Identify a mentor in your area that you can reach easily, whether by telephone or in person, just to uh, continue to hold you accountable and help you on that journey. So, wow, this has been an, an amazing conversation, Raj. I know I have the tendency to run over when I talk with you. We should start talking about basketball. I yeah, think we should have an episode about yeah, basketball. We talk about basketball. We'll be here a little bit longer. Maybe we should. Yeah, you know, we should. Maybe we should do an episode where we're just talking about basketball and all of its benefits because you'd be amazed yeah. what that can do for you playing a great whatever sport you like. And you make sure you're taking that as your self-care time. And you release that anger, that frustration. If it makes you happy, you're in your happy place while you are having a great game. It can increase your level of productivity in on your job or in your business oh, a great deal. Yeah, I think we should do a podcast episode or a live interview on how sports have taught us different strategies which you use in real life. From mindset yep. to consistency to actually doing the work to facing obstacles, to having a strategy, to team play, being, you know, and oh, yeah. there's so many things you could 
in a world, right? So the grit, the determination, that so many stories, I think between us, we could come up with, which will be helpful for people and it'll be super fun. But yeah, something to think about. I'm sold. All you had to do is present the idea. <laughs> when you were saying that, the thing that my, one of the things my high school coach used to say to me was play through the buzzer. In the mm -hmm. beginning, I didn't understand what that meant. But oh yeah, I play through the buzzer all the time in real life. <laughs> play through the buzzer to the end. Your heart matters more than your skill. Like your, your grit and your determination matter a whole lot more than your skill set because you, if you have it, you'll play through to the end in life and in sports. So that's, yes, we're going to have to schedule that. Definitely. <laughs> you have to schedule that. Awesome. Well, Raj, thank you again for uh, joining us on Laquita's Toolbox and leaving us some amazing tools. Listen, guys, in the uh, show description, of the podcast, we're going to drop some links and you want to make sure that you grab those links. Raj has given us some amazing value here in the podcast and he's going to, he's doing even more. He's got a special promotion, getting his free ebook. So the link is in the show description for that free ebook. You want to grab that free ebook and add it as a tool to your tool belt. So we'll include his social media links, his websites, as well as uh, the link to that free ebook. Um, so make sure you hit the show notes and get that great information. Hit the like, share, subscribe buttons, follow the podcast, leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we are doing and what we can do to improve. And even more so, what are the topics that you feel like are relevant and that you want to hear more of? Until next time, I am your host, Laquita Momlin, and this has been Laquita's Toolbox. You guys have a great day.